I would tell my younger business self to just chill out, <laughs> it, to be honest. Just there's a lot that we bootstrapped. And so there were a lot of expensive mistakes, a lot of things that we had to work our way through and time and believing in yourself is, is really all that matters there. But you just have to go through those challenges. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. If you've been listening this year, you know that we hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year, and we're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories, topics, or as I like to call them, business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners or what I like to call CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focused on innovation, disruption, women entrepreneurship, DEI, gig economy, remote economy, even the cannabis industry. Think about these industries and these disruptive technologies that really sometimes aren't as disruptive, but there's people that are just paying attention to what the market needs and they're providing that. So really think about the things that are quote unquote outside of the norm, but really help entrepreneurship to grow and fully develop. I think it's an extremely exciting time when you're talking about any type of innovation or disruption, because I think that there's so many opportunities and needs that aren't felt that are starting to be be filled by different groups, different organizations, or even different industries. So what I want you to do is sit back and enjoy this special episode of the I Am CEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Brianna Carney of Crew Bloom. Brianna, it's great to have you on the show. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited. Definitely super excited to have you on. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Brianna so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Brianna is the co-founder of Crew Bloom. They're disrupting the outsourcing space by connecting the top 2% of sales and support talent with roles at growing companies. And it's so refreshing and exciting to hear about all the awesome things that they're doing is the saying goes in order to go farther, you have to have a team in order to do that. So I love that you all are helping to empower so many organizations and people to be able to do that. So Rihanna, are you ready to speak to the IMCEO community? I, I am. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Let's do it then. So to kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Yeah, of course. So I came to fruition pretty organically. I was at Amazon before launching Crew Bloom and obviously Fortune 500s and, and large um, companies are, are dependent on um, global talent. Um, so after leaving Amazon, I spent a year um, traveling throughout Asia, um, got to work, met my co-founder, and you know, we've just been um, setting up to do better business and, and raise the bar in terms of um, offshoring talent ever since. Yeah, absolutely. And I imagine that being able to find the, the right people and to have that top tier talent is so important for, for organizations and businesses. Of course. Yeah. Just looking at the amount of really disruptive um, founders that weren't able to achieve profitability, given the cost of talent, we really felt it was important to raise the bar and empower companies to grow on scale. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to drill down a little bit more and hear a little bit more on how you're doing and how you're raising that bar and helping to, to be matchmaker, so to speak, for these organizations. And then, of course, the people that have that talent. Could you take us through a little bit more on what it's like to work with you? 
Yeah, of course. So typically we're working with um, small to, to mid-sized SaaS companies. So the organizations have systems and processes and structures in place. Um, they have sales um, or um, success leadership, and they're they're solely in need of the human capital to scale. So we um, acquire um, client opportunities in, in three ways. So we have a outbound um, SDR team that reaches out um, based on a lead that's generated from a sales ops team. The sales ops team goes out and sources leads for job posts from Craigslist indeed we'll reach out say hey I saw that you're hiring for client success managers would you think about hiring someone like me I'm calling you from Malaysia and the cost of a grab to the airport is six dollars versus where where you're at in Boston at 60. They set an appointment and, and we have a, a senior BDR team that, that converts that. We also have an affiliate program, so our um, existing um, clients are, are able to refer business to us and, and have an incentive for doing so. Um, and then we also obviously have a technical marketing team that drives organics um, through the website. Nice. I, I definitely appreciate that. And, and so a lot of times people that have that need, they're reaching out to you and the team to, to understand like how they can fill those needs. But also it sounds like as well too, you're also reaching out to them sometimes. Of course, yeah. So it's a combination. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. 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 And then what you feel kind of even sets you apart and makes you unique, what I like to call your secret sauce. What do you feel like is that for yourself personally or crew bloom as a whole? Yeah. So I think our secret sauce, so we don't ever want to overlook the reality that the primary value proposition of, of offshoring is, is cost savings. Um, that being said, however, we've all called a bank, an airline, gotten connected with someone outside the US, and they just sucked, right? They couldn't speak English, they had no instinct. There's marginal talent all over the world, but there's also cream of the crop top performers. My team speaks better English than I do, um, highly instinctual, um, and um, just cream of the crop top performers. So we just have a radically high applicant rejection rate. I think that's really what sets us apart. We just launched into beta last week a platform that automates the applicant scoring process. So taking a, a really holistic grab in, in a 90 minute window of what their um, specs and, and professional skill sets are, um, but but also understanding their device requirements and typing abilities and um, internet speeds, those sorts of things. And we grab all that data and um, develop a, a candidate profile that we then there can share onto our clients. It's essentially like Tinder for talent selection. I think that the, the high applicant rejection rate and being a tech enabled company are really what sets us apart. Yeah, I appreciate you sure sharing that and, and being able to aggregate all that data and information and be able to obviously manifest itself into that profile that people can see what's a, a great fit at all. And it sounds like too, I know you touched a little bit upon um, a lot of times the the organizations, the businesses, startups potentially have this really phenomenal idea, but the gap isn't there as far as them being able to find the talent to be able to implement that idea. So being able to, of course, have those tools that you have, but also to be able to bridge that gap sounds like it's absolutely huge. Yeah, we're, we feel really strongly about what we do. My co-founder is actually in the Philippines. She's Filipino, so that's where we got our start. The majority of our resources are in the Philippines, but today we have folks logging in from 17 countries. Everybody works remotely. Um, having a remote work model since inception has really paid off over the pandemic that we're all suffering from. So yeah, we, we feel pretty excited to be, to be where we're at today. Obviously have a, a lot of growth and, and work to do, but I'm proud of my team. Yeah, absolutely. It's always work to do. And, and, I, and I appreciate you mentioning that as well, too, because I imagine there's this quote by Wayne Gretzky where he says, I don't skate to where the puck is, I skate to where the puck's going to be. And I'm, I imagine with the pandemic, a lot of things have moved where there's outsourcing and obviously virtually. So getting that opportunity to be where that puck is, is absolutely huge. Yeah, we just have to um, always 
um, try to see what um, tomorrow and, and the next year is going to bring and be five years ahead of, of the competition. Yeah, absolutely. That's the name of the game. So I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit. And I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? So I guess recognizing that I, I, I definitely know that there's always a, a lot of work to be done. I think my hack and kind of one of the biggest blessings or competitive advantages that I had out of the gate was my co-founder relationship. So Kate is really the the peanut butter to my jelly, so to speak, and that we're just um, really able to hone in and hold one another accountable for pursuing the best versions of ourselves. When we look at like, the um, impact our leadership team and, and contributors and supporters are having, um, I, I just would say my, my hack is just really knowing how to identify folks that are far more capable and brilliant than myself. I think we've fostered a pretty good human-centric work culture, which is really important. I think that we we do a number of things internally. So I, I could just say we do a lot of really fun things given a remote work model, team happy hours and dress up Mondays. And we have team chill Saturdays. We have a huge crew bloom gives back initiative. So every quarter we um, reach out in the community to help folks less fortunate than ourselves. We have a, um, my team has a monthly humble huddle. So we talk about and get comfortable with ways in which we fell short and what we didn't deliver or perform on. We have an Elon Musk huddle once a month where everybody brings forth an awesome idea and the winner gets like a pizza party for their family. And then we implement those ideas and really foster a disruptive work culture. But yeah, I think those are a few things that I do that um, really stand out on a personal level. I think my hack is being a Special Olympics coach. I love coaching Special Olympics and um, I run marathons. So just getting out and um, breathing fresh air and moving my body is a personal hack. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. And, and of course, I think so many times we forget about that personal aspect. So I love how you added that in. Because I say we we skip over the human aspect of business so many times, but hearing all those things that you do as a team, but also being able to lean on your your things that um, kind of light you up as well, too, are, are how we ultimately like reach that success and have the fuel to keep going as well. Yeah, totally. hundred percent. I say to my team all the time, this just doesn't matter. Work is always second. What matters most is the humans that you love and getting out in the world and feeling good vibrations. But if we can show up and not hate our jobs every day and, and really deliver and pursue the best professional versions of ourselves, we'll be better neighbors and friends and sons and daughters and, and mothers and fathers. So yeah, it's really important. Absolutely. And that creates that domino effect because we end up being in a better, obviously, city or state or environment as a whole. And when she, once you're able to do that on a smaller level and it starts to create that domino effect, then you get to have that ultimately better world. Yeah, yeah. So I, I feel pretty lucky each day. Yeah, absolutely. You're creating that change. And and so I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client, or if you were to hop into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. <laughs> um, so I think I would tell my younger business self to just chill out, <laughs> it, to be honest. Just there's a lot that we bootstrapped. And so there were a lot of expensive mistakes, a lot of things that we had to work our, our, our way through and time and believing in yourself is, is really all that matters there. But you just have to go through those challenges and um, believe that it's it's going to pay off in the long run. So we, over the past two years, have been pretty fortunate. Um, we were able to double revenue last year on track to do the same this year. Um, but the first few years were rough. We had some bearish growth. We built a product in the wrong language. And I just wish I would have been able to um, maturely address that with a, a little bit chiller energy. 
Yeah. And I appreciate you sharing that. And I think so many times when you you are very mission driven, you have something that you want to do and implement and make a ding in the universe, so to speak. Sometimes we can beat ourselves up a lot. And sometimes even those people that are around us, because we want to see that come to fruition. And I think uh, one of the things that I said to myself over this pandemic, especially too, is giving yourself grace for whatever happens, continue to work hard and, and drill down, but don't beat yourself up because that's not going to help you get you know any closer to where you want to be sometimes. A couple other things, maybe I, I would have been a little bit more diligent, quite a bit more diligent with boundaries surrounding work-life balance. The amount of nights I just brought my laptop onto the couch and fell asleep on my laptop was probably not productive or healthy. So yeah, just really being structured and holding myself accountable that way. And, and then also just to all entrepreneurs, I think it's really important to not become emotionally attached to processes. In the for-profit space, our oxygen is revenue. And if a process isn't making money, um, you have to be able to test that and um, identify that early on and, and adjust. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that so much. And I say so many times we can get attached to the 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 what instead of the how or the, 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 the how instead of the why, I should say. And I think when you have that mission of what you want to do, so many times when we try out different processes or different things, we want to be able to pivot and change and not get as attached to that because that can not allow us to get to where our goals are. But if we have that strong mission, as you talked about, and we understand like, that human aspect that you talked about as well, too, then you have that opportunity to set yourself up for success for the organization, but also ourselves individually. Yeah. Cheers. Well said. Absolutely. Perfect. Well, now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which yeah, is yeah. the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Brianna, what does being a CEO mean to you? I don't really consider myself a CEO. I don't know. It just sounds pretty formal to me. I guess I do make quite a few decisions. I just think as we're set the the role is of a, a CEO or a founder or a leader is just to be a cheerleader, um, to, to leverage emotional intelligence and to understand your team and to execute your your core values in, in the day-to-day practices, like you're like the example. And um, so it's really important that you take ownership of the livelihood of not only your team, but their loved ones. It's a heavy lift. Yeah, absolutely. Especially that emotional intelligence part. But I love that cheerleading piece because I think so many times in much of the same way, you have to be on a balance beam, for lack of a better term, and be able to, of course, you drive things forward, but at the same time, make sure that you're supporting and support can be so many different things. So trying to figure out how to understand what is going to support what or what decision to make or not to make um, is is a lot. But um, I think if we understand that this is like our mission, this is what we're, we're you know set here to do, then that puts everything right in alignment. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Brianna, truly appreciate that definition. And I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. Yeah. And just like shout out to, to listeners, just like tuning into to podcasts and different opportunities of um, growth and progress such as such as your podcast is critical so huge shout out again i'm here to help in any way possible you can find me on linkedin my name again is brianna carney b-r-i-a-n-n-a-c-a-r-n-y my email is brianna at crewbloom.com you can follow us on social media yeah and most importantly just be good to yourself 
Absolutely. We're going to truly appreciate that. We will have the links and information um, in the show notes as well, too. I love everything you're building and helping to connect that, that top tier talent with the people that need it as well, too. But I think even more like hearing about your culture and hearing how important it is to build that and create that so that we don't forget why we're doing what we're doing is maybe just as important. So I appreciate you for reminding us of that, doing that as well. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.